All right, here we go. Today's daf is daf chaf beis, page twenty-two, and the halakha masech is baba kama, and we pick up at the two dots, five lines from the top of the daf. And in classic form, our Mishnah is going to go back. Our Gemara is going to go back into the Mishnah and try to understand why we do what we do. So the Mishnah said, "Hakelav shanotal, a dog takes v'chulu. What's the v'chulu? So, dog takes a cookie, dog takes a biscuit." And on the bottom of the cookie, there's a coal. He puts it down on a gadish. And next thing you know, give out, you have a lag ba'imer bonfire. So the Mishnah said that on the cookie, you're going to paint nezek sholem. And on the gadish, on the grain, on the haystack, you're going to pay chati nezek. And we want to know why. Zokta Gemara Amar Itmar, we learned. Rebichin Amar Rebichin says, a fire is an arrow. A fire is your property. Okay, Chavra, listen closely. This is Givalt. You say this in life. This is not Nish Pusha, just a Sugi and Shas as far as fire. Let's, let's talk for a moment. We have not discussed yet fire. We've discussed the other Nizakin. We have not discussed fire. When I light a fire, we understand I'm going to be Chayev. Now the question is, how do I view fire? Why? Why is fire like that? Why am I going to be obligated? Listen to this. You say this. Rabbi Yechanan says... Mishum chitzay. Chitzay means an arrow. When I shoot an arrow and it does damage, why am I responsible? Because it's my koach, because it's my power. It's an extension of me. So too when I light a fire, that fire is now an extension of me. However it continues is called my koach. Ah, it needs further fuel to keep going. Doesn't matter. I, this is my koach that started it. You know what this reminds me of? Lashon Hara. It's reminds me of Lashon Hara. You start, you say something, and next thing you know, it adds more fuel, and there adds more, adds more fuel. Yeah? Don't think you're, you're not responsible for starting that. Things, things take off. But you know what? It still stems back to you, Zakhter Bechna. Lakish and his Helige, beloved brother-in-law, Chavrusa and Mekarev, Mekarev de, says, uh, no, wrong, you should know that the reason why you're obligated on fire is not because it's your kayak, it's because it's your property. Now we can already see there's a tremendous difference in what you're going to pay. Because one saying it's mom is going back to you, it's your goof, it's like your body's koach. Another one says, no, 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 it's, it's, it's like your property. Now Rashi says, what do you mean like your property? So Rashi says, kishareyu kubare, third line in Rashi. Rashi says, like your ox, mom is like your ox in your pit. This is your fire, you made it. Your ox in your pit, that's why you're responsible. This is your property, you started it. That's the... The, the Machlekes. Now, says the Gemara, who says, Mishum and it's your property, why doesn't he agree like Rabbi Echanan that it's your, that it's your arrow, that it's Mamish Yerkayach, Amar Lach, is going to say, an arrow is only going to be in movement with as much Kayach as you put into it. But a fire... Granted, you started it, but it's not your kayach that's making it continue to go. You know what makes it go? <laughs> Says Rashi, third thin line, <laughs> A fire finds its own way. It finds things to fuel it and it keeps going. But you can't say that it's literally your kayach. Okay? So that's Reish Lakish, a svara, a logic. is your kayach. Why doesn't he agree it's your property? Omar Lach, Rabbi Echinam will say, Memayna isle mamosha, property is something that you own. Ha'ilesle mamosha, fire doesn't have mamoshes. It's not tangible and therefore you can't own something that is intangible. Chavra, I want to tell you something. This, this approach of Rabbi Echinam 
is one of the most, fa- uh, to me, one of the most fascinating things that the Rabbani Shalom himself put into the world when it comes to fire. During my separation, six days of creation, the Rabbani Shalom didn't make fire. That's why we have fire at Abdullah. Fire was made Matzi Shabbos, coming out of Shabbos, going back into my separation, because fire is something, that you, it's, it's mamish adava ruchni, but you feel it in a gashmi stick away, which is lemaisu, what ruchni, it's practically what ruchni is supposed to be. You can't feel it, you feel it, you know it's there, but you can't touch it. Can't touch it. And that's, that's, that's what fire represents. It's mamish, it's this like combination of ilam haza, ilam haba, in this world, out of this world. It's a fascinating place, which is why if you ever make Abdullah not on Matzi Shabbos, you don't, you, you don't have Aish, because Aish is this unique time for, for uh, Matzi Shabbos. But be it as it may, says Rabbi Yechinon, there's no mamashas. Granted, you're going to feel it. Granted, it's going to burn things, but you can't own a fire. It's really a dava ruchni. He's viewed it as something spiritual. Okay. Says the Gemara Viter. Tonight we learned in our Mishnah, when a dog takes a cookie, puts it on the haystack. And now there's fire. Again, Nezek Shalem on the cookie. Chatsi Nezek on the haystack. This halacha makes sense if you hold that it's an arrow, like Rabbi Yechenon, that it's your that it's your force. Why? I'll say Chitzai the Kalavu. I'm going to view the fire to be the Chitzai of the Kalav. Now listen closely. What does Chitzai of the Kalav mean? You know, you know what we're familiar with? Tsuroros. In other words, like this. When a dog kicks up pebbles, when an ox kicks up pebbles, I pay chatinazik, I pay half damage. When the, ox, when the dog goes, takes the cookie with the coal on bottom, and then lights the haystack, so the fire is going to be considered like tsuroros of the dog. And that's why I'm paying chatinazik on the Gaddish Gavaldik. But if I'm going to say when it comes to a fire... It is your property. The fire. Uh, um, why am I going to be obligated over here? The fire is not the property of the dog owner. What, what, what would it be the property of? See, get ready for this. Says Rashi. See, your dog really took a cookie. Somebody else's cookie. That's why I'm paying Nazak Shalom. So it would be whoever owned the cookie. The owner of the cookie is the one who was connected to the coal, says Rashi. So who owned the fire? The owner of the cookie. That w- where it was baked. That was set to the haystack. Because again, we're dealing with property. If it's not my property, it's not my property. It's just my dog. So now it's my dog taking somebody else's property and bring it over to a haystack. Omar Lach Rishwakish. is going to respond. What are we dealing over here? Where the dog threw the, uh, the cookie. He didn't place the cookie down onto the haystack. He threw the cookie. So what? The al kharara mishalim nezek shalim. So on the cookie, he's going to pay nezek shalim. Okay, full damages. The al makan gacheles, and on the actual place where the coal landed, then mishalim chatzinezik is going to pay half damage because that's going to be called tsuroros. The al gadish But on the rest of the haystack putter, you're going to be putter. You know why? Because it's not your dog's tsuroros. It's really somebody else's property. That's what Rishlakish is going to say. So according to Rishlakish, now let's pause for a minute. Let's now go back to the Mishnah. According to Rishlakish, when the Mishnah says that on the, on the cookie you're going to pay Nezek Shalim, and on the Gaddish you're going to pay Chatsi Nezek, what it means is like this. On the cookie you pay Nezek Shalim, on the spot where the, cookie fe- where the coal fell off the cookie, then you'll pay Chatsi Nezek because that's Tzoros, but, that, but then when that it continued, you're not obligated. 
You know why? Again, because Rishlakish says it's Mamainai, and you can't call this Mamainai. You can't call this your property. This is the owner of the cookies' uh, uh, property. Rabbi Yechonon the Anche Anuche, Rabbi Yechonon will say that the, we're, we're dealing with the dog, placed it down directly. Al Kharara, Al Mokmakalis Bishan, Nazak Shalim, Al Godis Bishan, Nazak. And therefore, if you place it directly on the haystack, Rabbi Yechonon's going to say it like this Cookie, Nazak Shalim. The exact spot the cookie went down on with the coal, Nazak Shalim. The rest of the haystack is now Tsoros. It's your, it's your uh, chitzai, it's your arrow, and on that you pay, you pay uh, chati nezek. Uh, at Soros, Reish Lakish, again, Reish Lakish is going to say the cases where you threw it. So then the actual spot is going to be the Soros, and the rest of the Gaddish, you will be pateran. Period. Bottom line, we're sticking to our guns with the Machlokas, Rabbi Yechanan and Reish Lakish. Rabbi Yechanan says, Isha Misham Chitzai, it's your power. Reish Lakish says, Memainai, we tried proving Rabbi Yechanan's correct, and Reish Lakish wiggled out. Now you might say, far-fetched, that the dog threw it, first of all, not necessarily, and secondly, as we know in Yiddishkeit, nothing is MS until everything else is proven to be Shekhar, and therefore, if there's a possibility to understand the mission like this, no, Reish Lakish and Rebbe are sticking to their guns. All right, here we go. Toshma, come and listen to try to prove who's correct, Rebbe and Reish Lakish. Gomol, if you have a camel, Totten Pishon, that's carrying flax. The other Rabbishus Rabbin is walking through Rabbishus Rabbin. Now flax is easily flammable. So the flax is on the back of the camel. It's sticking out, and it's it hits next to a storefront. The Dolku The storefront owner's got a candle. Now the thing is now the thing is on fire. Yeah, the, this camel's getting ready for Hanukkah now. The Hitlikasabira, and as the camel's walking, it lights a mansion. It lights a how a large house. On fire. What is the halacha? So Bal Gamal Chayev, the owner of the camel, is obligated to pay for everything. He keeps walking, your camel's walking, even though you didn't start the flame, it was your flax on the back of the camel, you're going to pay, you're Chayev. But if the fire was left outside in the Rishus Harabim, so we could put some onus on the storefront owner, then Chenveni Chayev, he's going to be Chayev because he's, uh, he's negligent. Rabbi says, you should know, if it's Hanukkah, where you're supposed to light your candles outside, you're going to be potter. Ah, shloy shemyon, gewalt. It's understandable according to the manda Omar. You should know, when you see Gemaras like this, see Gemaras, see, if we were reading this Gemara on Hanukkah, we're going to go back to Meir Shapiro and, and say, Imam Ishiyat Deshmaya. But I'll tell you, I'm still going to say it over here, even though it's not Hanukkah, and I'll tell you why. I had a 10th grade Spanish teacher, Mr. Luxembourg, I don't know too, I don't remember any Spanish. I know something he taught me in 10th grade. And that is when he, every Wednesday morning, when he says Lachunaranana at the end of the Yom, he thinks about Shabbos Chalant. And every time I say the Yom on Wednesday morning, the end of the Yom is Lachunaranana, I say it's Shabbos. I say it's Shabbos. So you know, it's not Shabbos yet. You mamish, like you, you, you're, you start to feel Shabbos. And you should know, he's onto something because we know Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is from the last Shabbos. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is the next Shabbos. So even though it's not Hanukkah yet, this Gemara has helped me feel Hanukkah. So I have to have a Karas Hatayv for, uh, for Dafyami, uh, for, for nearest Hanukkah falling out now. Okay, let's go back. If you're going to tell me that a fire is considered your arrow, I'll say the fire is the arrow of the camel, and therefore the owner is going to be Chayev. When the camel lights the, the mansion on fire, the owner is going to be Chayev. Now, what is Chayev going to mean? We'll say Chayev means half damage. 
Okay, it would be chatzin nezek, but chayiv can mean that you're obligated to pay something. You're going to tell me that a fire is property. The fire is the property of the store owner. It's not the property of the camel owner. And therefore, why are we putting responsibility on the camel's owner? Who should be responsible? If anything, it should be the store owner. What is this a riot to? What is this a proof to? Rabbi Yechanan. Obviously, it's chitzai of the camel, and that's why his owner is obligated. Following me. Again, it, it ha- Rabbi Yechanan says it's your arrow. Fire's your arrow. Rish Lakish says it's your property. Ask the Gemara, if a camel, if the owner of the camel is obligated when his camel catches fire from a storefront and goes to a house, that's, it's got to be that it's an arrow. Because you don't own this fire. Who would own the fire? The one who started it. And we don't put any onus on the storefront owner. It must be that it's your arrow. It's not your property. Amar Lach Rish Lakish. Rishlok is going to respond, no, hachab ma'eskinon. What's this case dealing with? Bimisachseches kol habira kula. Givalt. Yeah, what happened was the camel didn't just go near the mansion, start a fire, and now the entire mansion is set on fire. Rather, what happened was this camel went and walked around the mansion. Yeah, talk about a big time arsonist and touched, uh, you know, went around the perimeter of, uh, of the. Uh, um, of the property And therefore It's not a, Get ready for this Here's the chap It's not about fire anymore As much as it is As much as it is About the camel Okay As much as it is About the camel that, Now I know When my animal When my animal uh, It's right there It's in the back city uh, I know when my animal uh, Directly damages something Like the place It put down the coal I'm obligated Says the Gemara, says Rishakish, maybe that's the case here as well. You know why you're obligated in the mansion? Because my camel touched each part of the mansion, and that's why I'm chayyab. But you have no proof, Isha Misham Chitzai. Very possible, Isha Misham Mabayne. Says the Gemara, Yachi Mesefa, if that's how you're going to explain the Mishnah, let's look at the end of the Mishnah. If the storefront owner is putting his flame outside, then he's obligated. I don't understand. If the camel's touching every part of the mansion, get ready for this. Beautiful question. Am I chayyab? Even if the storefront owner shouldn't have put his fire outside, it doesn't matter. Because either way, he could look at the camel owner and say to the camel owner, your property directly damaged this mansion. Don't look at me. Why are you looking at me? Says Gemara Bisha Amda. Amda means the camel is standing in one place. Okay? Now, what this is going to do, Rashi explains is that if the camel goes next to the mansion, instead of walking around the circumference, he stands in one spot and doesn't move as the entire, as the entire mansion continues to catch on fire, then listen to this. Let's, here's the picture, Hever. You have, you, have you have the mansion. You have the camel. Here, I want to pretend my Gemara is the mansion. You have the camel standing and connecting itself with the fire to one part of the mansion. If it doesn't move... Even as the fire spreads, we're going to, since the fueling source remains there, we're going to view the camel as if a mamish is igniting the entire mansion as it spreads. And so if you would move away, we'll say, well, it just continued spreading by itself. But the, the Gemara Svar over here is that if the camel continues and, uh, and stays there as the mansion, uh, as the fire spreads out, it's considered like it burnt the entire mansion at the same time. 
Okay. So what? The Gemara explains, If it stood in one spot, of course the camel owner is going to be obligated. Say, so how's this helping? The camel stopped to relieve itself. Okay? It stopped to, uh, to urinate. And therefore, when animals decide that it's time to urinate, Rashi explains, they don't move. And now what's going to happen is the owner is not going to be obligated because it's considered an einus. It's considered an einus. And when your property damage, damages in a way that is simply unavoidable, there's nothing else that you could have done, only in that case, only the chemveni is going to be chayev. Why? Very simple. Here we go. Here's the case. Before the turn on the base, but let's talk this outside for a moment. What the Gemara wants to say is like this. The store owner put his fire outside. A camel goes by with flax. The flax catches fire. The camel goes to a mansion right next door. Stops in one spot. Says the Mishnah, the owner of the store, storekeeper, obligated. Owner of camel, not obligated. Why? Says Gwara very simply. Store owner is obligated because, Lafiresh Lakish, okay? Because it's his property. You're obligated, it's your property. What about the, the camel owner? He's potter because he's an Inus. He's an Inus. You had your candle outside. Granted, your, your candle now lit up the flax of my camel. Now, my, granted, my camel's gone, but guess what? I have zero responsibility when my animal damages away of a total Inus. And again, Lafi Rashi's explanation that when animals urinate, you ain't getting them to budge. So now there's simply nothing the owner of the camel could do. He's potter out's ones. The, all the responsibility goes back to the original storekeeper. And that's the case where the Misha says storekeeper Chayev and the Balgamal is going to be Pater. Says the Gemara to explain. Resha, in the first case of the Mishnah, Balgamal Chayev, the owner of the camel is going to be obligated the because he had no option. We could say he didn't need to. To, to spread out Bitaina the burden. He didn't have to spread out the burden so big. So we could still look at the, uh, even if the, the candles, I'm sorry, when you have a storefront, uh, when you have a, a candle inside by a storefront and my load on my camel walking by, they'll be saying, oh, the camel, listen, why you make wide flax? Yeah, why, 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 why are you creating an oversized load? But Seifa, in the last case of the Mishnah, the storekeeper is going to be obligated we're going to put the onus on him because we could just look at him. You shouldn't have put your, cat, your candle outside. Again, unless it was near his Hanukkah, you don't need it outside. The Balgamos potter because of Ines, and therefore we're going to put the total onus on you. Okay. And just to uh, share something that's not a halacha, but sounds like a halacha, it's something I share. It's, um, it's worthwhile uh, keeping in mind whenever I hear the word Prika and Te'ina, I heard this from one of my Rebbeim, Prika and Te'ina is the halacha when a donkey is carrying a load that's too heavy. The Torah says you're obligated to unload it. And when it comes time to reload it, you're obligated to help reload it. So one of my Rebbeim uh, told me, he says, how can you be, he says, I have a trivia question for you, Menachem. How can you fulfill Prika and Te'ina, unburdening and burdening up? How can you fulfill, it's really Prika, um, the... The um, how can you fulfill the mitzvah through zmiras? Oh, you heard this? It's in my sitter. Yeah, how can you fulfill with, with singing? 
When somebody starts a niggin, help out. Yeah, it's a load that's too big. You have a room filled with people, and one guy is but trying to get some some uh, action in the room, trying to create some uh, fabringen. You want to get some some energy going, and what happens? One guy is singing shalashudas, and everybody else is schmoozing, and then, and then nabuch. One guy is there to, to carry a burden that that's that's uh, that's too big. So if all of us here could try to try to uh, be more. Uh, keep in mind to try to be helpful when somebody starts a zemer. It might be a little tone deaf or whatever it is, but uh, help out a little bit. Uh, for, uh, uh, I don't know if you mamas get a mitzvah daraisa, but it's certainly close. I think the message of the Torah applies when somebody starts a zemer as well. Yeah. My above uchadodi. There's yeah. a note that says whoever's capable of helping out and doesn't ki'ilu shayfech don. Why? It's embarrassing. Because like some guy singing, I guess singing by himself, it could be two ways. Singing by himself, he's embarrassed, so that's shvias him. Or because if you help him out and it's a better thing, and it, it gives chias to people, so you're taking away okay. the chias. Okay, very good, very good. All right, Gavaldik, here we go. Bottom line, let's keep an overall view of the sugya. We have a machlokas, a fire. Is it chitzo? Is it your personal power or force, or is it memaynay? We still have a machlokas. We don't know who's right. Let's keep trying to prove. Tashma, come and listen to the following, uh, to the following. Either Mishnah or Brisa. This is going to be a Mishnah. If somebody lights up a haystack, and there's a goat tied to the haystack, it cannot run away. And there's a servant, an Kanani near the haystack, the Nisraf Imai. And both the, um, both the, uh, the kid, the goat, as well as the Ebed Kanani, were burnt along with the haystack. Okay, so all three things uh, are now destroyed. Chayev, whoever lit the fire is going to be obligated in payment. Eved kafosloi, ugedi samochloi. What if the Eved Kanani is tied up and the kid is nearby the Nisrafimai and they both get burnt? Then potter, you're not going to be obligated to pay for the haystack. Or the kid. Okay. Now, the reason for this is, is a, uh, a, a very important phrase that we're going to come across often in Bavakama. And this is the first time we're coming across this in this Masechda. It's called, Kimlei Bidarabamine. If somebody does one action, and that action obligates both financial and death penalty, you only receive the death penalty. So for example... God forbid somebody were to in, intentionally murder somebody with a with a with a gun. Okay? With Adam and Asra, there's warning and there's witnesses. If they call him to court, there's gonna be a judgment about one thing death penalty. Are they going to charge him twenty-five dollars for the victim's shirt, for the victim's necktie that was also damaged? Answer is no. If one action results in different consequences, the most severe consequence is one that's going to be. So if a person, again, is going to be high of Misa on the killing of an Ebekinani, you're going to be potter, you're not going to pay for the haystack and the, and the goat. But if the Eved was not tied up, only the goat was tied up, so now look, look what happened. I'm obligated to pay for a haystack, I'm obligated to pay for a goat. What about the Eved? He could have run away. Why, why, why'd he stay there? The fact that he was killed, has nothing to do with the original uh, fire starter. You, that, that, now, if the Evans tied up, you're Chayv Misa. 
Here you're not chayim misa. So that's why in one case you're going to be financially responsible. Another one you're not. This makes sense if you say a fire is your arrow. These halachas make sense. Listen to this. If a fire is my kayak, I'm chayim misa. And that's why, I, that's why I'm potter when, when uh, the evid gets, is tied up. But if fire itself is just my property, I'm my potter. If, if fire is my property, so now listen to this. Think about it. My property went and killed. I'm not chayav misa. And either way, I should be chayav. Gavaldik. If, if somebody's ox, somebody's cow, somebody's bull kills a servant, you're going to be chayav misa? Of course not. You've got to make financial payments. So this, says the Gemara, this is a raya, this is a proof to Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan must be correct. In the fact that you're chayav misa on fire, ishem ishem chitzai. Answers the Gemara, Amr lach Roshim and Lakish. Roshim and Lakish is going to respond, what's the case? Kishetisa gufa shel evet. No, you know what the case could be? The, the fellow lit the servant himself on fire. That's not, says Reish Lakish, I agree, that's not Isha Mishim Mamoine. That's your direct koach killing the Kimle Bedra And that's where we say you're going to be potter. Those are bright. The Misha didn't explain where the fire started. It says Hamadlik. Now, it did say Esagadish. Okay? It did say Esagadish. So, Reish Lakish is, a, a, it's not so, uh, I wouldn't say it's so. Hashkafari uh, Shaina, it wouldn't be the first approach we'd explain to the Mishnah, but Rishlag is going to explain. Listen to the Madagasa Gadish, the Hayagdi Kafas Rabbit Samachlai, Vnisafimai, which means they were all lit. Even though it mentions Haystack first, says Rishlag, it doesn't necessarily mean that he literally lit it first. It's just giving, it's letting you know what got damaged. That's how Rishlag is going to read this. So what's the Chiddish? Very nice. You light another human being on fire, Yechayev Misa. What's the Chiddish? It's the same thing as shooting somebody. There's no, no novel halacha here. Says so, you're right. There's no there's no novel halacha in that specific case when you light a person on fire. But the case is where you have a the chid is going to be where the gedi belongs to one person and the eved belongs to somebody else. Okay, which means you have two different owners. We're still going to say kimle bedrabamine on the original person. Even if you're going to be making payments to do different people. Bottom line, again, there's no proof against Reish Lakish. And we still stand with our Machlokas. Rabbi Yechinen says a fire, again, unless you lit it directly, a fire that spreads is your arrow. Reish Lakish says it's your property. Toshma, let's come and try to prove from another Mishnah. Somebody sends forth a fire in the hands of a deaf mute, a shaita, a uh, person who does not have mental capacity, the katan or a minor. All these people do not have enough das, enough knowledge to handle things that are ready to damage. Now, the shaita went, I give a fire to a shaita. That shaita goes and starts lighting things on fire. Did I light it on fire? No. But I'm a grama. I caused the fire to happen, and therefore, even though Bezan can't obligate me, I'm going to be chayav. Bedine Shemai, I'm going to be obligated to, to pay in the world of Emes, but Bezan can't enforce it. Now, if you're going to tell me that fire is an extension of me, so I'll tell you why you can't obligate the guy, because here, now the fire is going to be the arrow of the Cherishite of a cotton. Not me. But if the one who originally lit the fire makes it his property, listen to this, Gishmak. 
If I were to give a wild ox to a cherishot v'katan that goes and damages, aren't we going to say that the owner of the ox is responsible? Of course. So, so too over here. If fire is considered property, it doesn't make a difference if the cherishot v'katan were the last ones to handle the fire. It's your property. So you should have to pay. Even bedine adam. We shouldn't say patr bedine adam. Push it kasha. Yeah? Chabri, you hear the raya, you hear the proof. Again, if it's my property, it doesn't make a difference who's holding on to my property last. It makes no nafkamina. Answers the Gemara, Hitmar Allah, Marish Lakish, Beit Chizki, Rav Shlakish will wiggle out of this as well. He says in the name of Chizki, Elishanu Ella, Kishamashle, Gachelas, Valiba, the Mishnah is dealing with a case where I didn't give the Kherish Shadrach a direct flame. Rather, I gave the Kherish Shadrach a hako, and now the Kherish Shadrach on his own created a flame from the coal. So I never owned the flame. I was negligent for giving him a coal, which m- makes it a grumma. I ultimately caused it to happen. Of a muscle, I shall have us, but everybody will agree. If you give a direct flame, says Rishakish, if you give your flame, you now own that flame, do a hair show the cotton chai, you're going to be obligated. Why? Because now it's your property that's damaging. My time, uh, what's the reason? Why, why, why am I going to be chayev? Says the Gemara, bari hezeka. Because the, the hezek is already healthy enough to damage. You're giving him something that's ready to damage. Rabbi Yechanan says, Afilu shall have us, Potter, even it shall have us, even, even if you give a Chersh of the Koton a flame that's in place, you're going to be Potter. Why? He says that even if you give a live flame to a Chersh of a Koton, it's the way that it's held by the Chersh of a Koton that's going to cause the damage, and therefore there's been a, what we'll call a barrier between the giver, the original owner of the flame, and the and when would you be obligated? If you give the something that is mamish, like easily flammable, everything's in position to be done. Where you give them the flame, and you give them the wood that's continued. Otherwise, you look at the Kherish of the and you see, like, listen, you held a flame. In order for a flame to continue, it needs fuel. You didn't give them the fuel, maybe you'd be... Uh, maybe you would be off the hook. So Rabbi Yechelen says, when are you going to be chayev? If you mom, only when you give over everything needed for the fire to continue. Okay, again, bottom line, we have no proof who's correct. Rabbi Yechelen and Reish Lakish. Amar Rava, Rava says, you should know, we have a Pasuk in the Torah, as well as a Mishnah proving Rabbi, proving Rabbi Yechelen. Now, what's my Pasuk and our Mishnah? Proving Rabbi Echanan, where's the Pasuk Dechsev? It says, Ki when a fire goes out. What do you mean a fire goes out? It says Rabbi Echanan, the fire's going out by itself. The, fi- the, the fire's going forth by itself. When a fire goes out and it finds, it says, right? That's the fire, mamish, like, going and doing things. What's the end of the Pasuk? Shalim Yishalim you're obligated when the fire is going on its own, finding its own thorns, finding its own bushes, finding its own fuel. The Torah specifically says, you're still going to be chayev. Yeah? So it says, Rava, it's often a pasuk. It's right there in the pasuk. That isha mishum chitzai. Shalem ha-mavis isha mishum chitzai. So that's proof, num- that, that's, uh, proof from the pasuk. Masnisa, where do you have a raya from? The Mishnah, we learned in a brisa. It's a brisa, not a Mishnah, I'm sorry. Posach HaKosov, top of tomorrow's daf. Beniske Mimainoi. 
The Torah begins with Nizke Mimayne. When your when your property damages, it says Kiseitze Eish Zagrashi. Your property went out damaged by itself. And it ends off with, with uh, when a person himself damages. Look at the second Rashi. Rashi says, The one who lit it. That's referring to you yourself. Why does it do that? To teach you that a fire is considered the arrow of a person. It is not considered the property of a pos- of the person. And therefore, says Rava, Pasuk, Brisa, bottom line is, according to Rava's opinion, we'll hold it here for today. Bez Hashem, on Matzi Shavis, we will pick up with further conversation on this topic between Rava and his Heilige cousin, Abaye. About, uh, you know, Rav and Abaye are mamish uh, besties, and uh, they, they love learning Torah together, and they love arguing in Torah. They're also mishpucha, as we know, they're both descendants of Eli. Yeah, the, a lot to learn from that as well. One lived till 40 and 60, one at Torah, one at Torah, Masim Taivim. But we're going to get into this uh, beautiful family dynamic and conversation. Tomorrow, Matzi Shabbos. Have a wonderful Shabbos, Chavim.